This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are on week two of our summer healing series. Today, Pastor Chelsea is preaching from the subject title, I'm Verified. Enjoy. Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others uh, say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And, And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you. Somebody shout, blessed are you. Come on, shout it with some conviction. Blessed are you. If you're online, write it in the chat. Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah. For flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my father, my father who is in heaven, and I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. See, y'all, y'all ain't getting happy on the right parts. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Y'all get it in a little bit. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Family, I am preaching and teaching from a subject title called I'm Verified. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm verified. And just, I dare you to ask them, are you? Give God praise as you take your seat. Father, we just thank you. Open up our hearts and our minds to receive your word. Amen. Family, we are in week two of our new series called Summer Healing. Every time I think of the word summer, 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 summertime, just, yeah, it just comes in my mind. But it's okay. Because guess what? God has not only just called HG to healing, but churches all around the world. And if you don't know what heal means, heal means to cause a wound, injury, or a person to become sound or healthy again. I love that word again, because that means at some point that we were healthy individuals. Yeah. So to become sound or healthy again, 
And it's God's desire to restore us back to a healthy state again. Somebody shout again. Yeah. The world and the church is in a super identity crisis. And the trick of the enemy is always to attack us in the place of identity. You see, because if we forget who we are, we just start believing in anything. We start saying anything. We start acting in any ways like we shouldn't. And so we, it is our duty to be here today in the summer healing to learn our true identity. Yeah. And, and, and God is getting ready to, to restore that because, like I said, we sometimes forget who we are. But God wants to bring awareness to his people about who they are. Yeah. I remember when I was in ninth grade, freshman year, it was after school. I was going up to my athletic locker. I played basketball. And there was a boy, he stopped me, and he was trying to inquire about one of my friends, you know, you know, trying to, you know, hey, you know. And I was like, and, and, and at that time, um, I was very blunt. And, 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 and thank God for uh, grace and mercy because he's worked on my delivery. Um, so when I say this, I may not have delivered it in the perfect way, but I said, my friend don't want you. I ain't know no other way to say it. My friend don't want you, boy. <laughs> it was bad, daddy, I know. And he got mad. And he stumped on my foot and slapped me in the face and ran. Y'all, I clutched my pearls. Because <laughs> if he would have let me got him, get him, then he would have been safe. But he ran away from me. And I said, this boy don't know who I am. <laughs> this, 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 this young man may not know who I am and who's on my team. You see, the young man didn't know that I didn't have, he, did, he knew that I had one brother, but he didn't know that I had three. <laughs> he didn't know who was on my team. So I went upstairs and I called Mike and I said, Mike, this boy slapped me. You know I'm light-skinned so you can see the fingerprints. You can see all of that. He said, were y'all playing? I said, no. He slapped me. He said, all right, we'll be up there. And I said, oh, yeah, he going to get it. He going to get it because he didn't know who I was. And I had to let him know who I was and who was on my team. You see, um, like the three brothers that I have, we have three people on our team, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So when the enemy is trying to come up against you, I need you to be reminded of who you are and who you got on your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to tremble when fear come knocking at the door because who you got on your team just like I called my brother Mike you can call on the father you can call on the son you can call on the Holy Spirit and have him come and help you see the boy didn't know that I had protection the boy didn't know I had somebody who will fight for me and just like the three I have you have the three and the same in the spirit that will go for you that will fight for you that will protect you Somebody say, let them know who I am. 
let them know who I am. We walking around all scared, but guess what? We got to remember who we are. We walking around letting people treat us any type of way. We walking around letting jobs just give us whatever salary that they want. I work in a place of all females. Y'all, we be scheming, trying to figure out how we can get a raise. Well, I'm going to tell them that I got another job offer so they can just go ahead and match, you know, the one that I got and all of that. And, 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 so, and, and so they can go ahead. And, but instead of walking in and say, hey, I know my worth. I know who I am. And guess what? You're undervaluing me. And so what I want, and this is what I demand, because if I don't, I'm going to leave. But some of us forget who we are, even in our jobs, even in relationships. We let people talk to us and handle us any type of way. But God is here to remind you of who you are, baby. Somebody shout, I'm verified. Family, there is a social media, social media app called Instagram, a.k.a. IG, a.k.a. that social media stuff. That's, that's why my mama say that social media stuff. <laughs> but family, one thing that I love about this app, Instagram, is that they have this thing called verified accounts, right? And so, um, what does a ver verified account look like? Whenever you tap on an account and you see a what? A blue check, you know that this account has been verified. Yeah, I'm teaching y'all, I'm teaching, okay. You know that they've been verified. And that means that the account is who they say that they are. Because when you verify a thing, you also have to check the facts. In fact, is a thing that is known or proved to be true. So, yes, you will know for a fact if Drake or Jada Waiter is sliding in your DMs or not. <laughs> okay, let me say it like this. Yes, you will know if Denzel Washington or Oprah Winfrey is really waving hi to you in your Facebook Messenger. Look, for, for, for my, for my, you know, we're a church that's this and that. So, 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 so for that, for my that saints, I promise you, Oprah isn't going to ask you for money on Messenger, okay? <laughs> okay? She's not going to ask you. It's a scam. Run. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm verified. But you will know that if it's them, by the blue check, by their name. And I love the verified feature on Instagram, but the other thing that I hate is the fake accounts. <sighs> okay, just like two weeks ago, somebody even on Facebook acting like my daddy, asking me for money. I'm like, I know that's not my, my daddy don't ask me for money. I may ask him, but he don't ask me. <laughs> so I know this fake. But the other day, I followed a woman on Instagram, and she had 88,000 um, 88, followers. And then a few hours later, I see a follow back from her. And But before I got excited, I said, hold on. I got to go check her accounts. Yeah. 
And I pressed on the account, and I seen that she only had a 1,000 followers versus the verified account that had 88K. So what does that mean? This person who is operating the fake account is trying to influence me, is trying to convince me to believe that there's someone that they're not to access my account. So Pastor Chelsea, can you make it plain? You keep talking about this Instagram. Okay. Some of us are operating under fake accounts. Pretending to be someone that you're not. Trying to influence and convince others that this is who you really are. You got this big old smile, but deep down inside, you're hurting. You got this big old, I mean, you know, some of us, if you see a Porsche or something, some people go and take pictures by it, but you really walking, uh, 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 rocking an Altima, which ain't nothing wrong with Altimas. But this is the thing, though. You are faking who you really are. Ain't nothing wrong with Altimas. But take a picture with it. <laughs> That's why identity crisis is at an all-time high, because people have normalized operating in who they pretend to be. Some people don't know how to be real anymore. Every week, Shade Room is counseling somebody. We live in this council culture. We want to counsel everything, but don't nobody know how to give grace. Nobody knows how to give grace, but it's okay because the Father wants to heal the pretending and to reveal to you your true identity. Somebody say, I'm verified. Online in the chat, just write, I'm verified. I love it because Pastor Corey taught us a great thing that we can't heal who we pretend to be. <laughs> yeah. So in today's text in Matthew 16, it's my interpretation that Simon dealt with identity issues. And theologians suggest that Simon and his younger brother Andrew lost their father at a young age. And I don't know about you if you've lost a parent, but losing a parent is hard at any age, but I can only imagine losing a parent at a young age, which, which will already develop some type of things um, in you when you lose somebody so young. But, but uh, they continue to, to suggest that they grew up under the care of Zebedee and his wife. And so therefore you have Simon, Andrew, John, and James. They form this brotherhood. They form this community of men, of young boys who grow up together as men. And they grew up learning scriptures from the rabbi that, and, and, and grew up learning about the prophecies that the rabbis taught them. You see, Simon was a true Galilean man. Yeah. You see, Galileans had a marked characteristic of their own. Just like Texans, you know a true Texan when you see one. Because Texans, we are just super nice. We will open the door. We will say thank you. Okay, it's okay, Tiffany. You wasn't here. Born, born here, okay? But, but this is the thing. I, 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 I have a friend. She's from California, and she migrated because everybody's coming here. Oh, my God. 
but she will walk in the office and not speak to nobody. And I said, girl, we don't do that here. I don't know what y'all do in California, but when you come here, you got to say good morning. And when somebody say good morning, you got to speak back. Like, I don't know what they do there, but this is what we do here, okay? Because we have a marked characteristic of being friendly. And just like that, the Galileans have a marked characteristics of their own, okay? And Galilean men, they were known to be quite frank people, all right? They were loving, but yet impulsive. So the whole ear-cutting situation makes complete sense. I mean, Jesus just, I mean, Peter just, 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 it makes sense. It's in his blood, okay? <laughs> they had certain distinct accents. So in my mind, I think Simon is like a New Yorker. Yeah, like he from the Bronx or something, you know. They was from the north side. Ga Ga Galileans was from the north. So I'm thinking they from the north side, all right? And so in my mind, he's just this New Yorker walking around like, hey, yo, get that John. I don't know if that's what they say. I don't know, yeah. But I don't know. That's in my mind. <laughs> he was, yeah. You see, I was doing great on my healing journey. And this was before marriage. I was doing good. I was, you know, Jesus in therapy, you know, living it up, learning, discovering who I am, loving God. And then on December 6th, you know, this fine man walked in and then I started falling in love <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I was just minding my own business, enjoying life, loving God fully. But just like when Jesus comes in to interrupt, we may have things that come and interrupt the process. My interruption, man, my brother, he just dies. Like suddenly, we were all living with hope, you know, that God was gonna do the healing on this side. But you know how God is, he gonna do it the way he gonna do it. All right, we got you. He did it on his side. But my brother dies. And when he dies, now I'm in this new territory of grief, in this new territory of pain, in this new territory of hopelessness. And let me tell you, it was in a blink of an eye. A new territory of who I am. Trying to figure that out now that my brother is gone. It felt like a huge part of me had died with him when he went to go home to be with the Lord. And so in this text, I feel like Simon can relate because Jesus, because they followed Jesus into a new territory. Matthew 16 and 13 says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi. So if you're taking notes, write this down. For us to discover our true identities, we must follow where the Holy Spirit leads us. For us to discover our true identities, we must follow where the Holy Spirit leads us. Why do we got to follow the Holy Spirit? Well, John 16 and 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that you are, that, that are to come. 
See, most of us think that this journey with the Holy Spirit, it leads us through, that, that he leads us through is always pleasant and enjoyable. I just think about little hippies running through flowers. You know, peace signs. <laughs> yeah. We may think that the healing journey doesn't require us to go into unusual, unpleasant, and uncomfortable territory. You see, Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi. And to give you more background on this district, <laughs> y'all, it was some crazy stuff that was going on there. It's like the modern-day red light district. Okay? Yeah. They was doing all kinds of crazy sexual immoral activities. All right, like prostitution. Y'all was like, okay, well, prostitution happened here. All right, all right. But they was doing like more crazy stuff, like human and goats having sexual activities. And, 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 and they were worshiping idols and, and worshiping pagan gods. Yeah, they, they was just doing crazy stuff. But the reason why they did it is because when, they, when you worship other things, you do the things that that thing require you to worship. You see, there was a, a, a God named Pan, and the reason why people were sleeping with goats is because Pan was a God. He was half God and half goat, and he was a God of fertility. And so people thought that if I can do this, then this is the season and the time for me to birth something out. So let me do all of this stuff to worship him. And that's why we got to be real careful to figure out what we're really worshiping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, for for me and 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 in my personal conviction, the Holy Spirit had to get on me about astrology, because I was speaking things over my life that didn't line up with His Word. Yeah, and so when that I access things, I access spirits, I access things that are not like God, and I wonder why I'm struggling in certain areas of my identity. It's because I'm proclaiming that I'm something that I'm not. Oh, I'm a Taurus. No, I'm not. I renounce that. I am a child of God. Okay, because if I'm a Taurus, then I'm gonna act like a bull. Then I'm gonna act stubborn. Then I'm gonna act in my way. But let me tell you, God didn't call us to be stubborn. God didn't call me to act how I want to act. But God called me to act in the way that His Word called me to do. So I have to let go of astrology because I cannot worship no other God than Him. But you may be wondering, why would Jesus bring them to a place like this, like this, to discover who they are? Why would the Holy Spirit allow me to suffer in grief after my decision to break my engagement? Why would the Holy Spirit allow you to struggle after he told you not to go back to that job, it doesn't make sense. Why would the Holy Spirit burden your heart to forgive people who keep talking about you, who keep your name in, uh, who keep your name in their mouth? Why would God want you to do something like this? So why would Jesus take these men into this territory? 
So may I suggest to you that the truth of who you are and whose you are may not be revealed in the territory of the familiar. in the territory of the familiar. See, some of you are sitting there and you're waiting for, okay, well, these things to be revealed, but God is saying, no, I'm trying to get you to move into a new territory. So my question is, what if, um, what, what if um, um, the, the discovery of who you are comes with a season of uncertainty? What if the discovery of who you are comes with a season of regret? What if discovery of who you truly are comes with the greatest sacrifice of your life? What if the discovery of who you truly are comes with being tried by the fire? What if the discovery of who you truly are comes with being placed in the lion's den? What if it comes with grief? What if it comes with tears? What if it comes uh, for you to have to sacrifice your child? What if it means that you have to do the things that you thought that you wouldn't have to do? You just sitting on there waiting for the sunshine to come all out, but he wants you to press through the rain. And you may be sitting there with your legs all crossing your arms and you may be saying, well, God, I'm not ready. I just, I just don't feel like, I don't feel. <laughs> Our emotions don't dictate God's timing. So if he's telling you to go, then you need to go. If he's telling you to move, then I suggest that you move. But if he's telling you to wait, wait. If he's telling you to pace, pace. But your emotions and how you feel don't dictate his timing, and what he's called you to do. See, and, and some of you may be trying to sit there and, and, and throw a hissy fit and keep saying, well, I'm not ready, but don't be mad when you're in the same depressive cycle after 20 years because you failed to move into the new t territory. Yeah. I'm not saying that timing, um, uh, that, that timing is bad and that patience is bad because that is good. But all I'm saying is don't complain that you're stuck when you're unwilling to move. I'm stuck in this cycle, but what are you unwilling to move? Yeah, well, I'm stuck in this place. Well, what are you unwilling to sacrifice? Well, I'm, I'm tired of being this, the same depressive thing every year. I go through the same strife in my marriage in the same season. I get caught in the same lies at this same time. But what is it that you're unwilling to give up to move into? But you're saying that you're stuck. But you got to ask yourself, am I being able and willing to move? So especially when the Holy Spirit says, it's time to move. Guess what? We got to move. What some people don't like is that the truth of who you are, not all the time, but maybe sometimes are revealed in the suffering. Some people are like, well, why do I got to suffer for me to get the lesson? 
Why do Christians always got to teach that you got to be oppressed? Why do they got to teach that you got to suffer in order to get to the... No, it's life. Because whether you believe or not, we all have to suffer. (laughs) But in the suffering, we have the choice to choose what we're going to (laughs) do. We have the choice to choose what we're going to do. Because the thing about um, when death comes, there's still life. And we still have to choose what we're going to do with our lives. The thing about darkness is it that even in darkness, there's always going to be light. But we have to choose if we're going to walk in that light. And then if we're in light, we get to choose if we want to walk in that darkness. It's all of the choices that we have to make. In the suffering, in the chastisement, in the unfamiliar, in the uncomfortable. Let me tell you, I know that we, 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 we say that, Je- you know, Jesus, our Savior and our Lord, but Jesus chastised Peter. Yeah, he was like, come on, man. Come on, man, because I know who you really are, and I'm going to push you. That's why some of us get annoyed with our accountability partners. Some of us get annoyed with the people who is there to hold us accountable. Some of us get annoyed with your nagging wife, with your fussing husband, because they're trying to chastise you and push you into the place that you're supposed to be because they see and know the potential of who you really are. He loved Simon. He loved him. He loved him so much, but that didn't mean that he didn't get to push him to be greater. Yeah. See, in the excerpt from this book that I read, it's called A Grace Disguised. And the author is Jerry Sitzer. And he wrote, In the Valley of Suffering, Despair and bitterness are brewed, but there also character is made. There are some things in bitterness and in despair that it can teach you. I remember when I broke my engagement and I was in the darkest time of my life at that moment. And my mom said, Chelsea, you are stronger than what you think you are. And at that moment, I didn't believe it in the despair. I didn't believe it in the brokenness. I couldn't see it because I was hurt. But in the same bitterness, in the same despair, in the same brokenness, in the same, and in darkness, the character of my strength was made. The character and the reminder of who I am was revealed unto me that I was stronger than what I thought, that I forgot that who was on my team. But because I have the Father, because I have the Son, and because I have the Holy Spirit, that I could make it, that I can press toward the mark of my heart calling, that yes, I may be sad, but I still have strength to persevere, to move on and further. But I had to make that decision. So here in the city of pagan worship, idols, they're worshiping idols in the darkness. 
Simon discovers the light. <laughs> In the unfamiliar place, Simon sees who he really is and whose he really is. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what place that is surrounding you just like them. It was the, it, it, it was the idol worship. It was the sexual immorality that was surrounding them. But your realities may not be that, but yours may be depression. Yours may be anxiety. Your may, yours may be the frustration of generational curses. Keep going forth. Yours may be, I don't know what it is, but it's something else that could be surrounding you. But in the surrounding of that, there is the light and you have the chance to discover it. Mm. So in the text, Jesus asked the disciples two questions. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And then the second one, he said, who do you say I am? And if you don't really like think, he really gave them the answer. He did one of them things where you know that you did something and your mama finds out and she know that you lying. But she come and ask you anyway to give you a chance to tell the truth. She already looked in your backpack and see that you did not complete your homework. <laughs> and she tells you to come down and get up off that game. Baby, did you do your homework? Yes, ma'am. I did. You know what? I think I'm going to get an A. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Did you really? <laughs> What's this? <gasps> oh, uh, um, well, that's the, but mama, it was probably tucked away. I didn't even see that. I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. She already knew the answer that you didn't do it. But let me tell you, Jesus has already given them the answer within the question. Who do people say the son of man is? And who do you think that I am? Because if you pay attention, I give you the answer and I reveal to you who you are in all of those two questions. That I am the son of man. That I am the light that I am the way and I'm the one that will instruct you so I don't know what place that you're in but pay attention to the details pay attention to the questions pay attention to the Holy Spirit because he can reveal it and you not know because you're distracted in your lies you're distracted in the pretending you're distracted come on Ooh. You're distracted in the fakeness. You're distracted in the two-facedness. You're distracted in the gossip. You're distracted. You're distracted. But as you discover your true identity, as you discover your true identity, guess what? Not everybody will believe who you are. <laughs> and the truth is you may not even believe who you are you may not even believe the person that God has created you to be 
you see, people, the other people, was saying that, well, Jesus, they say that you the prophet. They named all prophets. <laughs> they named all prophets. So that means people was just thinking that Jesus was just another prophet, but not the Messiah, not the Savior, not the Lord. They didn't believe who he really said that he was. <laughs> But it's so good to have a good circle of friends to know who you truly are. Because I love it because people, because of who I am here, that I'm the same person out. And so people who haven't even personally met me know my character. So if people try to lie on my name, they already know, well, no, they don't seem like Chelsea would do that. Why? Because I'm the same here and I'm the same there. I'm the, look, I'm saved here and I'm saved there. I love here and I love there. I speak good here and I speak good there. Look, let me tell you, I am who I am, no matter who I'm around. They can affirm who I am. And people will try to hold you to who they think that you are. People will try to hold you to who they think that you are. But that's why you have to, that's why you have to discover who he is. So you can discover who you are. <laughs> I love it because, and I'm closing, it wasn't, it wasn't until I learned who he really was in my life that I could start discovering who I was. See, it wasn't until Simon confessed who Jesus was that he was renamed Peter, the rock on which Christ will build his church. And guess what? That's when Jesus verified his account. You see, one other feature about the verified accounts on Instagram is when you get a verified account, guess what? You get a new name. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get a new name. And it's something about a new name all throughout the Bible. All right? You have the Abram to Abraham. You have the Sarah, Sarah to Sarah. You have Saul to Paul. You have Simon to Peter. You got Chelsea Hines to Chelsea McDuffie. It's something about a new name. It's something about a new name. It's crazy how when I entered into this new territory, God gave me a new name. Not, not just a new name in the natural, but he gave me a new name in the spiritual. And I'm letting you know, just like the new name that I got, you can have the same new name. You can have the true identity of who God wants you to be. You can't be scared to follow him in the new territory. Yeah. You see, he said, Peter, I love it. He said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. And Simon Bar-Jonah means Simon, son of Jonah. 
And he was the son of Jonah, not Jonah the prophet, but his father was named Jonah. Two different Jonas, okay? And so I love how he still affirmed the past him. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. But it was not flesh and blood that revealed this truth to you. But it was my Father in heaven who revealed this truth. And then he goes, but I tell you, you, you are Peter. So not only did he affirm his past, he affirmed the present. And guess what he did? He affirmed the future because he said, and upon this rock, I will build my church in the gates of hell. And, 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 I'm, and I'm a very imagery person and you think about the gates, but the gates wasn't a true gate because the district of uh, Caesarea Philippi, it was really um, a cave. And they, and they believed that the underworld was in this cave, right? And so that was the gate. And, and, and in this cave, there were spirits. So when he said the gates of hell should not prevail, it's whatever spirit that is trying to come out, it will not prevail. That guess what? That there is no death that will stop you. That there is no influence that will stop you. That there is no grief that will stop you. That there is no devil in hell that can stop you. There's no adversary. There's no witch. There's no warlock that can stop you. And just like the hackers that try to hack your account, when your identity is verified, no schemes or tricks of the enemy can stop you because they have no access. Because the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So whatever it is that's trying to come against your true identity, it can't stop you. You want to know why? It's because we have the keys. <laughs> he said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Elder Hans always talks about the benefits of the kingdom. See, I used to think growing up that church was just all about rules and you're trying to control me. and die. But there are benefits to this thing, baby. You see, as I matured, I learned that there are certain benefits I have with the keys from the kingdom of heaven. And not only did he say that, he said, so what, and it, people say, well, you know what, well, whatever we loose on earth, it'll be loose in heaven. But really, theologians, they, they have it to where you have to turn it around. That the only reason why it's loosed on earth is because it's loosed in heaven yeah so when you have the keys whatever is happening in heaven it's happening here so if it's being loosed in heaven it's being loose here if it's being bound in heaven it's being bound here and if he can't stop them there guess what he truly can't stop you here in this moment you see when identity crisis come to hack your mind you can say you can't fool me my account is verified when I when anxiety tried to come and take over you you can say you know what you can't fool me my account 
down is verified. When abandonment and neglect try to overcome and take you, you can say, my account is verified. You can't get to me. And this is the other interesting thing. We can all stand. Another interesting fact about verified accounts on Instagram, and I love this one, that once you change your name, you can't change it. <laughs> they don't care if you get a divorce. <laughs> they don't care if you got a new stage name. <laughs> Whoever you declare to be, and said that who you were is who you are. And you can't change that. There's nothing that you can go. You can't even give them the, the degree, uh, the, um, the, the, the divorce decree. You can't give them none of that to prove that that's not my name no more. Because they said, no, when you came to verify your account, you said that this was your name. And what I love about this is that when Peter was discovered that he is Peter and upon this rock, it didn't mean that Peter was great afterwards. He still denied Jesus, but that didn't take away for who he really was. He was like, Jesus, I ain't gonna never deny you. Deny, deny, deny. But it didn't take away his confession. It didn't take away who he was. Peter out here slashing ears. <laughs> Jesus was like, Peter, come on. How many times you gotta go through this? Stop being impulsive. Y'all gotta pick the ear up and put it on this. Here you go. But that still didn't deny Peter of who he really was. Oh my gosh. The truth of who you are is in Jesus. When you really, and I mean really discover who Jesus really is, you will finally discover yourself. You see, I've been raised in church all my life. And around 25, what the saints, the that saints would say is, I was in a backslidden position. It's finna get hot in here, y'all. Don't judge me. <laughs> around 25, I would start going out to the clubs. On the Fridays and Saturdays. And me and a friend, I would say unnamed, I don't want to expose her. I'll let her do it at her time. But me and this friend, so we didn't know at clubs that people take pictures. So we would be dancing. All right. Because we didn't need to go on your page or your website so the saints won't see us. That we was at the club on Fridays and Saturdays. Just getting it. Jigging. And 
the thing was, I was like, God, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do none of that. I just want to have a good time. I just want to, you know, you know, just do a little something. But as I began to discover who Jesus really is, little by little, he began to show me who I was. So I stopped going clubbing on Saturday nights because I knew that it was hard for me to bounce back to give God my real praise Sunday morning. So I was like, Friday nights is the only night. That's growth, y'all. Y'all ain't gonna judge my growth. Saturdays was done. Friday nights, all right. I'm trying to help us. Then, you know, I was jigging on Friday. And I got to get to know Jesus more. And he continued to reveal who I really was. And I started getting convicted. And convicted just means convincing. The Holy Spirit started convincing me that you can't be going out here, doing this, and then coming up here pretending to be somebody else that you're not. So I was like, okay, I can't do Fridays. So I'll do family get-togethers now. I will be going to my cousin. She's turning 40. It's at the house, but it's a family event. So, you know, we just do little line dances. I'm going to do that. <laughs> now, I can do a little step too. I got my mans. <laughs> All right. But, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. And then it came to the area of fornication, of sex before marriage. Yeah. I would do good. I would go my little three months. All right. God is working on me, you know. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, you shouldn't be purified, purified. Then I fall into, I stumble. I stumble. kept getting to see and know who Jesus was really who he really is and he kept revealing more to me so let me tell you I'm 31 at 28 I stopped having sex outside of marriage and I'm being honest because you think, oh, Chelsea ain't did nothing. She just, I was not a virgin. And it's not, not nothing that I was boasting in, but I'm letting you know the reality of when you really get to know Jesus. He reveals who you truly are. And at 28, Stop fornicating. But y'all, the plot thickens. Now I got another problem. I struggle with porn and masturbation. I'm like, dang, why I got all these problems? 
Why can't you just do something all at once just to let it be gone? Because people don't think women struggle with that, but women do too. And God walked that out with me because once I continued to get to know Jesus, he revealed to me who I truly am. And not to say that I just stopped those things and those things were easy. But if I started to get, instead of summer healing, I got, start getting the feeling of sexual healing, I would have to jump about the bed and call my friend and say, girl, I'm struggling. It'll be one or three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Girl, help me. 911. But as the song says, He healed my heart. He changed my name. Forever free, I am not the same. Because He could, it, and not because, because He didn't have to do it. I can say, I thank the master. I thank my savior. I thank God. So just lift your hands in this place. Father, as we continue to go into summer healing. Lord, thank you for helping open our eyes to what our true identities should be and need to be. And I pray for everybody, even the ones who are online, who may say, Father, it's a struggle. But let them know that if they keep pursuing you, pursuing your son, and listening to the Holy Spirit, that all truth and discovery about themselves will be revealed. So I ask that this is just not a service that they come and they forget, but this will be something that they can apply to their lives, that I am verified, that I have a new name. I may mess up sometimes, but Father, I'm truly not the same of who I used to be. And we thank you. Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout amen. Come on, can we praise God for who we are? Thank you for listening to our Heavenly Gospels podcast. We hope something was said for you to come back and listen again. If you would love to partner with us through giving, you can via cash app, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel. Or go to our website at hglovespeople.com and press the Give tab. If no one's told you today, we love you.